Orb presents The Lepidopterists. This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And this is uh, Gary Cardholder. And I am Cole Doe. Cole Doe. I'm, I'm Cole Doe, the weirdest character in Soul Calibur. Cole Calibur. Coldo like a Waldo. It's if if you have the the, the skin of a coal mm-hmm. uh, separating two rooms, <laughs> and you just need to handle some nuclear material by taking yeah. Cole's entire body I'm, and inflating it like one of those wacky <laughs> dancing inflatable man, like Doctor Impossible. Man, has somebody done something with a human flesh inflatable wacky wall like Dancing Man? <laughs> Like as as kind of like a dark reimagining, you know. Imagine like we don't need no education. As it dances around with human flesh. <laughs> like, oh, there's a sale for on Nissan's. Oh my God, is that Kayla? And then just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's just the sound that it makes. We don't need no thought control. Uh, <laughs> oh man, uh, this is somehow not abject suffering. Um, Some, somehow, <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course, we're we're out. We're getting closer to the end of the season. Things are heating up. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's this here's, episode. Here's something surprising that I kind of forgot about this episode and about this season in general. Uh, uh, very little rusty in this season, and very little Doctor no. Hatred actually. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're dockless. Yeah, we're dockless and we're hatredless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, uh, they. It's kind of in the middle of the season. It's an interesting season on retrospect. Like it'll be interesting to do the the wrap up mm-hmm. because uh, the episodes I think are really bifurcated into, you know, advances the plot and doesn't whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, pretty cleanly. Yeah, um, and also almost cleanly uh, with the the writers. Yes. You know, it's almost like Doc Hammer was interested in, in advancing all of these plots mm-hmm. and Jackson public was in, uh, interested in like hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they, they didn't really get on the same page. No. Uh, during this, which is fine. It's like a great season, but mm-hmm. it's just really interesting in retrospect. Yeah. Uh, and we're in plot advancing territory here. Uh, this yes. was written by Doc Hammer, uh, and originally mm-hmm. aired on August 3rd of 2008. Uh, and you can tell that it's a Doc Hammer one because it is about the game uh, between mm-hmm. uh, the you know the guild and OSI and protagonists and antagonists, not bad guys and good guys. <laughs> Hurtful. <laughs> uh, the uh, yeah, this is this is about you know all we want on this show is a source book mm-hmm. that explains uh, the guild and OSI, and this episode contains a lot of that. Yep. <laughs> you know, uh, we mentioned it doesn't have Doc. Uh, this is JJ's first highlight episode. Um, of the series. And the idea is, uh, you know, something that we, we talked about a lot on the show, like with Dean and Hank, and then with Monarch and Rusty, mm-hmm. you know, whether people are into the game, mm-hmm. you know, are, are they, are they playing? Yeah. It's like, are uh, they, that's something that are yeah. they playing and are they enthusiastic about it are kind of the two axes that you have to play with. Yes. Uh, and we're introduced, uh, and whether you're skilled at it. 
Yes. Is almost like another one because uh, we, you run into things like Red Death mm-hmm. and uh, Captain Sunshine and stuff who are, <laughs> that are actually major threats. Yep. Um, or you end up with people who are really serious about it and enjoy it but are horrible like Dr. Dugong. <laughs> um, <laughs> here we're introduced to you know, uh, our first on these three access, uh, JJ, who uh, is not enthusiastic about the game, mm-hmm. uh, you know, plays it. You know, under duress, but is deadly good at it. Yeah, too good. Uh, too good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and how these that these different systems, these bureaucracies, deal with that. Yeah, and uh, and, and for that, this has tons of you know, this has a, a special place in my heart. I like this episode quite a bit. Yeah, you know, we'll we'll talk about some fumbles, but yeah, this is also the first episode where they like lay a lot of track, like explaining like why this structure is in place, like actually justifying it. Because otherwise, you know, kind of before this, it was just kind of all like basically pro wrestling, you know, mm-hmm. it kind of it kind of still is like there are parts of it that are they'll, they'll elaborate on this later about how, like, if we don't get keep these idiots with death rays busy, mm-hmm. you know, they'll they'll actually do some horrible stuff Yeah, here. Like character, like Dr. Girlfriend at one point is just like, you know, they don't like that. Mm-hmm. You know, they you play. you got to give <laughs> like it, it basically. uh it just says that if you don't do this, it's a threat, mm-hmm. you know, more, more than anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's still, it feels to me, this still felt a little bit arbitrary. Like mm-hmm. we know the consequences, but not the good this is serving yet. Right. Right. Other than that, some dudes think it's real fun, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which yeah. is uh, which is a good, good enough reason for, <laughs> for, you know, government work. 100%. Yeah. It's, it's showing the consequences, but it's not actually saying why this is a good use of resources. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> is this the least informative commentary that we've had yet? It's it's up there. The, the, Did they mention anything? About, <laughs> there were like, like a, a show, like a handful of things. Like they eventually they decided to do, to do something like we do on abject suffering, where you know, just like they realize they've gone a while without saying, they say, "Well, uh, the lepidopterus." And then uh, they'll, yeah. and then they immediately go go to talking about like their panel at Dragon Con or, <laughs> uh, you yeah. know, like their writing environments. Like I don't know, it was cool. Like here, you know, hearing the conditions under which they liked to write at this time. You know, I got so angry about that. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like why? If if you know, I'm, do, I'm doing this this for work, and I don't mind it. Like I wanted to have these things. Uh, mm-hmm. I was flashbacking to like somebody when I was younger, when maybe like the twenty five or thirty dollars for the DVD at the time would have been really precious to me. Uh huh. And just being like you discussing discussing the comparative benefits of different kinds of chairs for writing. <laughs> uh, fuck off. Yeah, I, I just, yeah. You know, this is the Doc Hammer is so excited about it, <laughs> and and I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a really weird commentary track. <laughs> yeah, I was happy that I was like using that time to like update my project management whiteboard and do a little bit of light sweeping. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. It was it was a good time for multitasking. Yeah, yeah. Um, we get another duo. Mm-hmm. In this episode, this is the introduction of Agent Cardholder and Agent Doe, uh, two kind of hard-boiled detective, you know, uh, agent guys. Yeah, here. modeled after uh, modeled after the uh, kind of special agent guys from Barton Fink, kind of the detective mm-hmm. dudes. Um, and it is kind of both of them doing their uh, uh, Joe Friday impressions, uh, kind of getting yeah. into like quick back and forth film noir patter. Yeah, it's it's real fun. These mm-hmm. are fun characters. Yeah, uh, we also get introduced to Henchman One, who seems like he will be um, 
you know, just a one-off character, but does show up later. <laughs> um, it's kind of weird that this this episode and the last episode both comment on twenty-one and twenty-four's meta yeah. nature. Yeah, like it, it's them, these episodes being next to each other. It's like, man, are you guys defensive about this or something? <laughs> like they, they they bring it up a lot in the commentary too. Yeah, um, you know, but the idea of them having like a red shirt, like somebody, you know, I, I appreciate the parallels. Like henchman number one is the henchman who's not playing the game. Yeah, he, henchman you know? one is, is is JJ. You know, like he's yeah. he's he's competent but doesn't understand the context that he's in. Yeah, yeah. you know, and I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but it is, uh, boy, do they, they really, between this episode and last episode, really push the 21 and 24 can't die thing. It it, it, it Uh, all feels like, you know, knowing what comes later, it feels like it is pretty inelegant foreshadowing to the fact that it's not actually true, you know? Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Henchman one is a fun character. Yeah. Um, and Um, I, I, I will really enjoy when we get him back. I mean, like. You know, he's in the like Venturestein category <laughs> of mm-hmm. yeah. just like to toys that like you know they even say it in the commentary like oh we didn't technically see him die so mm-hmm. you know we may we may bring him back you know so uh, I, I I was real I was real happy even the first time that I went through that I was like oh shit that guy Scott mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> Scott Scott Hall you can pay those you can't um, say your name dude. <laughs> The uh, I love that they talk about uh, how Jackson does the voice. Mm-hmm. Um, he does it by holding his throat, uh, which was he learned it from. A, there's a Mr. Show sketch I think about a lot called Screwballs, mm-hmm. uh, where it's one of those. Do you remember those like dating shows that be on MTV mm-hmm. or uh, Fox uh, yeah. that were just like explicitly like these two banged? Um, it was that, but it was very explicit. Where he's like, "You guys had sex. We want to hear about it." <laughs> and uh, it's David Cross being a character who's holding his throat, so he talks like this. Uh, and but he just holds his throat the whole time, mm-hmm. just when he's talking, like yeah. he's dressed up like a smooth dude. Uh, and uh, Jackson Public, who has like a bunch of different voices, you know, mm-hmm. very talented voice actor, obviously, um, was looking for another voice and started holding his throat and hated yeah. doing it. Yeah, uh, but it gives us henchman number one. <laughs> and what I like is somebody had that voice earlier uh, in the commentary. Mm-hmm. They do talk about like, oh, he used that voice for just a random henchman in an earlier episode. And then Doc, when he was writing this as henchman one, is like, oh, it's that guy. Use that voice, which was basically yeah. just him consigning his friend to torture himself in a voice booth. Choking himself out. Yeah. yeah you know, just, just uh, you Sque- know, squeezing your larynx, something that ought yeah. not be squeezed. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, he's, uh, he's based also, they had a, a PA mm-hmm. who was a lot like Henshin One, who they called Henshin One because he was like polite, professional, and went to the army and came back. <laughs> yeah. Which is very Henshin One energy. Yes. Yeah. Just uh, imagining imagining that person walking around the Astro base is fun to me. Yeah. yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk about the elephant in the room with the ableism in this episode. Yeah. And let's the do it. Creators, uh, contents on it. We, we don't want to dance around that shit on the show. That's not something we do. Nope. Even though we love the show and we, you know, forgive it, but it's not like we don't want to. Yeah. It. Yeah. To, uh, to talk about it. So, uh, w- several times we've had characters drop the R word. Uh, we've had it, uh, you know, a lot from the monarch, a few times from, uh, from rusty, uh, I think even sometimes from the boys. Yeah. Oh, the boys it, say it. Yeah. Yeah. With frequency. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and that sucks. And like, that is kind of addressed here in a way that feels halfway, like their hearts in the right place. And also like ha- halfway, it feels grudgingly a little bit. 
it's it's the tone when they talk about it yeah. is very defensive. Yes. When it's actually in the episode for 2008, I, I kind of like this as a thing. Like, we've mm-hmm. already made this character. We've already made Ned. Yes. Uh, Ned... Uh, is is disabled as as a is is differently abled in his in his brain. Mm-hmm. Um, that happened. We're we're in that reality. It'd be weird for them just to be like, oh, like it was just the cosmic radiation that did it. Mm-hmm. You know, we fixed him or anything like that. Like they have the character. They didn't want to retire the character. Right. You know, fine. The way that they they deal with it uh, is by having the good guy characters in the show treat that character with dignity mm-hmm. and the bad guy characters in the show not do it. Yes. Uh, and this is specifically like Doc Hammer's mom works with special needs kids. And whenever he would use uh, the, the Arsler, his mom would, would yell at him. So they put that in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, for all the all the love that I have for these two creators, boy, does he sound annoyed by that. Yep. Uh, in the commentary, <laughs> like he thinks that mm-hmm. she's an idiot. Yeah. Uh, you know, the book, which was written later, is a little bit kinder <laughs> yes. about it. But in the commentary, as they're ramping it for season four, he's pretty much like, "God, that's so ridiculous." Yeah, you know? yeah. And then they, and then they go immediately to like talking about like, oh, it's stupid that there were people protesting the use of the R word in uh in Tropic Thunder. Like how oh, people, yeah. you know, sensitive and you know, that's uh it just it's 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 not the, a good the look. money you don't spend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, oh, people are being too sensitive is is generally like a, a big, you know, bright orange, you know, dark orange flag. Yeah. Like yeah. sometimes that is true, but usually you're on the pathway towards uh, shit town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I, I, it's, it's one of those things you want to, you want to be sure uh, that you have the shot before you shoot it. Uh, if you're trying to decide how somebody should feel about something. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and you also shouldn't decide how other people should feel about stuff. Yeah. You know, like again, I, I will for, I forgive the show and I will full disclosure. You know, we talk about how the way that they're setting up the, the thing is that the big, good people on the show. So like JJ, uh, everyone treats Ned, you know, and gives him, you know, dignity, like gives him what he wants, mm-hmm. uh, in this and the bad characters don't. The third character in all that is the audience who is 100% supposed to laugh at Ned that when there's a Voltron with an ice cream clone for an arm. Yes. And I'm that audience. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that was incredible mm-hmm. uh, when I first saw this. Like, this yeah. was a highlight episode I showed to people. I thought that was very, very funny. Yep. It's not because I had any hatred in my heart for Ned. I just think it's real fun that, like, you know, hey, buddy, you want to make an ice cream? Like, what do you want for your arm? Ice cream cone? Yeah. One of those clown ice cream cones? And it reminded me of the clown ice cream cone. From Friendly? Which yeah. is a, yeah, yeah, just a weird thing in general, mm-hmm. you know, just thinking about that guy. Love that. Uh, and... Yeah, love that little guy. He's like he's second to Fudgy the whale. He hunts Fudgy the whale. Um, <laughs> they made a book about it. <laughs> the, uh, it's called, called Moby Pussy. It's about, it's about the ice cream clown hunting Fudgy the whale. Um, the uh, yeah. yeah. So, so I don't know. You know. So so it's one of those things. Like you know, the, the, those are those are two ideas. Uh, uh, several things that I understand. Like. You know, when when they say, all right, we're, you know, we're not saying the monarch is a, is a role model with this. He's saying that because it's a bad guy. Well, you have good guys saying it, too. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, yeah. uh, and also there are lots of ways to show that he's a bad guy without leaning into it. Um, yes. You know, uh, portraying J.J. as somebody who, you know, doesn't get in Ned's way and lets him, you know, do what he wants and be happy to kind of kind of, kind of takes a loose and encouraging kind of tack toward it great you know cool 
um, you're still showing Ned basically as like a child in a in a monster's body. Well, well that's the thing is like they can't <laughs> at some some point you're a certain amount down the road. Yes, you know, and I w- was trying to think like what would be the way to not just have that be that, and it would all sound really contrived to me, and not for like mm-hmm. social justice reasons or, or anything. Like, oh, like we fixed him. We did a a, fl- a flower for Ned. Right, right. You know, and it's like, well, that that also is kind of shitty. Yeah. And I just can't see that matching the tone of the show. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we, we talked about in Ned's first appearance, like in the first season, like I am pretty much at peace with the idea of the thing being like a big dumb monster mm-hmm. uh, as as a parody. I don't think that they should have made coded him. Yeah. You know, specifically as, as, as mentally disabled, Mm -hmm. but just make it like, I think you could have done it without doing all of the tropes yeah, and just made him like an idiot, like the Hulk, Mm -hmm. you know, the Hulk's an idiot, but nobody's ever like giving him a a clown ice cream cone. Yeah. The guy's a fucking moron. Mm -hmm. The Hulk's a dumbass. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, all, all of this said they do, they do feather the throttle on this. And eventually it does, you know, they just, they stop featuring Ned as much and they, yeah. you know, stop dropping those words, um, you yeah. know, just kind of as they, as they update with the times. And I think probably, you know, uh, I haven't listened to those commentaries, probably start taking a little bit of the, uh, the feedback to heart. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is, uh, on a trajectory of being better. Mm-hmm. Weirdly enough, as much as it uses the slur a lot and you laugh at Ned mm-hmm. a lot during this episode uh it is you know one of the early steps of them getting a little bit better mm-hmm. about this yeah um yeah the uh so we start off uh in this episode the cold open with the cocoon speeding over the ocean as we in last episode this is continuity mm-hmm. uh last episode dr girlfriend set it up uh so the uh, monarch could arch jj Yes. So this is their first uh, first attempt. Mm-hmm. And that. they're picking it up and Monarch's into it. He's cackling orders, you know, saying we're going to get yep. Dr. Venture. Oh, I love saying that, you know, it- yeah, that, this Dr. Venture. <laughs> uh, and JJ is watching on his screen uh, in puzzlement. He has no, no idea mm-hmm. what's happening. Why is this maniac talking to me? Why is there a flying pine cone coming at me? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. m- mistaking the cocoon for a pine cone, calling uh, calling the Monarch Mr. Evergreen. <laughs> Yeah, I like Mr. Evergreen. Uh, not out of nowhere, he's like a symbol Ventronic. Uh, and I love Ventronic. Uh, so Ventronic is Voltron, uh, where they all put on Voltron helmets and uh, go into their different body parts um, here, which is it's him, Sally, uh, Ned, and the pirate captain. And I love the pirate captain. Uh, again, good continuity, because he's going to be unsatisfied with his work in this episode as well. Of course. But just really out of his depth in this, this whole thing. <laughs> yep. Um, when they swing the blade uh, and he's being subjected to all the G-forces. Yeah, he's... <laughs> Uh, possibly the best version of that joke outside of the uh, Perry Bible Fellowship, uh, where the blue yeah. the blue guy's the bullet that they fire. Yeah. <laughs> um, goodbye. Uh, yeah. And this was uh, when I was a uh, as much as I'm not an anime guy now. I mm-hmm. loved Voltron as a kid. That's impossible like, not I, to I love thought, Voltron. Come on. <laughs> yeah, Voltron was exceedingly cool, and again, just making me feel like uh, yeah. Doc Hammer and, and Jackson Public are me when I was a kid. Yeah, and my like, ver- there, there are very few anime references in this, but there's a Voltron <laughs> reference. My, uh, my my version of this, you know, because Vol- Voltron was a little bit before my time. I had the toys because my brother is roughly your age. 
you know, you get the mm-hmm. hand-me-downs and those toys ruled. Uh, but my version of this was uh, was Power Rangers, which had the same idea. They uh, Each yeah. of the individual uh, robots uh, formed the Megazord. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the joke here, of course, is that Ned is uh, one of the arms is the ice cream clown mm-hmm. head. And it forms kind of a drill. Yeah, uh, yeah. Here, uh, the music here really slaps as well. One of the trivia bits that they talk about how this is the music they use when they introduce themselves at Dragon Con, mm-hmm. um, and this music is incredible. Yeah, there was. Um, a I love genius. this. Yeah, it's super good. Mm-hmm. Um, the monarch doesn't know what's happening here, so he <laughs> fires the lightning cannon. I love that the lightning cannon doesn't do anything, <laughs> and just like the lightning cannon sucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's really good. Yep. And instead, you know, we we cut after the uh, the energy sword swings. The cocoon's in complete ruins. You know, it's yeah. on it's on fire. None of the controls work. Uh, and I love the monarch's gambit. There's just a real chutzpah to this, which is mm-hmm. okay. Nothing behind me is on fire, so let's let's let, let's raise comms again, and I'll issue an, an ultimatum of surrender, even though he has nothing to back it up. It it's also <laughs> really good. Like, there's really good JJ badass content in this. Uh huh. Like, he's just like, how about I give you an ultimatum? You have five seconds to kiss your wife goodbye before I, (laughs) you know, just really incredible Heisenberg uh, energy. Resident Evil 8 Heisenberg. Um, So, you know, he's not going to go along with this. Uh, And the Monarch doesn't kind of short circuits at Mm -hmm. this point. He's like, this isn't how this works. You know, like... You, you don't you don't just kill me with a gigantic robot sword, which is hilarious you know, because the monarch has killed his last five arches. <laughs> yes, yeah, he, he's he's uh, he's a hypocrite, of course. Yeah, uh, here. <laughs> um, here's where we get him. Uh, monarch using the R slur. Uh, Ned popping in saying that's a no no word, mm-hmm. uh, and the monarch saying he did grow thicker skin, which goes Ned's thin skin is already five inches thick. He's in constant pain. Here's like, uh, how do you think that makes him feel? Uh, itchy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so sad. Yeah. Oh, poor guy. Yeah. Um, but ultimately all of this comes down to, uh, comes down to JJ just not understanding this game, right? You know, yeah. just to the, the, he, he sees this problem. He sees, he sees somebody threatening him and his family and reasonably, okay, well, let's just deal with the threat. Let's get this. And the mm-hmm. monarch's like, no, it's not about that. This is about the art of the fight. You know, it's fencing. We're sharpening our claws on each other, which is like... Yeah, cat and also cat. <laughs> and, I, and I love the philosophical difference between the monarch and Dr. Doctor, Dr. Mrs. Uh, monarch here, uh, mm-hmm. you know, because he's all about the passion and about, like, the like the emotional reason for it. And Dr. Mrs. the monarch steps in with the practical reason, saying, like, uh, okay, so the reason that you can't do this is because if you kill me the guild will up their game you know like uh you know uh, uh you, you 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 stab us we'll come back with a gun uh you shoot us we'll come back with an army like that like that no, kind we'll of kill your family yes you know in in the night essentially again not really justifying the whys but just to get justifying the what's mm-hmm. you know this is this is what will happen yeah um so they end the call uh at this point um, you know, to kind of, kind of truce for just, not truce, but just, you know, uh, so Monarch can figure out something to threaten JJ with, mm-hmm. um, here they call in, uh, he has his idea. He calls in henchman 21 and 24 along with henchman one to perform the dark S seven maneuver, <laughs> uh, which again, I, like this organization level, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for the, for the Monarch, <laughs> they walk um, away and that's gonna, and sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Yeah, just the, uh, you know, they, they know just to say yes. Yes. Um, and as this is happening also, uh, JJ is going back, and I love the, uh, 
where where uh, he's like, you know, just because somebody has a horrible past doesn't mean they're beyond saving. Mm-hmm. And the pirate's like, God, give me a break. We're never going to get through our <laughs> differences if you don't forget that I'm a pirate. Yeah. Or if you, you, know, you won't forgive me for being a pirate. Yeah. Yes, like, I was a pirate. You can't keep bringing it up. You can't keep keep you can't keep score, dude. Well, what a dick. <laughs> we can't work with each other if you're going to do that. <laughs> it's Poor pat- pirate captain. It's patronizing. Come on. <laughs> extremely patronizing <laughs> um and uh dr mrs the, you know the monarch says like hey why you know why do you you always use those those dumb asses um and there, there's there's a show reason that they talk about in the art book like we use them because they're funny and they're our main characters you know the monarch leans on the fourth wall saying i know it sounds crazy but they both have that rare blend of expendable and invulnerable that makes for perfect henchmen so mm-hmm. you know yeah. that's why we send these incompetent boobs to do everything because they always come back yeah. Yeah. And they're going to double down on that joke a little bit too much. Yeah. Uh, you know, 21 and 24 walk off, like as, trying to figure out what a dark S7 maneuver. Mm-hmm. Henchman 1 tries to explain it. Like, you know, the dark prefix means this is a stealth maneuver. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, 21 is just like, who are you? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> which is what I'm wondering too. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what are you doing here? <laughs> Why uh, do you have a voice? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, you, you know, uh, and that's going to be kind of their subplot. Yeah. Uh, throughout the episode. Yeah. Um, JJ calls the guild. He's going to get the rule book. You know, that's what uh, Dr. Mrs. The Monarch told him to get. Um, and he gets to watch him ward uh, and they can't help him. They're antagonist relation only. Um, you know, he's like, oh, so who, you know, who's uh, the good guys? He's like, whoa, whoa. You know, the less hurtful term is protagonist. Uh, OSI handles protagonist. Yes. Yeah. And he has yeah. to be patched through and they're like, oh, you know, just they're, they're just uh, uh, clowning on him for saying something that naive. You know, of course, of course, we don't have that direct line to the OSI. Uh, yeah. So uh, the monarch orders the cocoon to follow uh, Ventronic as it's kind of going back to the base. But Dr. Mrs. The monarch is like, hey, no, belay that. Uh, I love this interaction. You know, like, hey, you, do, do you trust me? And she goes, uh, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know. uh, and it's going to come up again, too, where she's like, I'm trying. Yeah. You know, and it's actually a really good plan. Like, this is one of the Monarch's, like, all-time, mm-hmm. you know, most effective little plans. Yeah. You know, as opposed to, like, the death said panoply, which, like, doesn't do jack <laughs> shit. Yeah, I mean, it does shit, but it's uh-huh. not it's not good, <laughs> you know. Um, the uh, So uh, everyone's going back to their home base uh, at this point. Uh, the Monarch says they're going to make some modifications to the cocoon, um, you know, and we're going to find out why. Uh, and JJ has gone back to call OSI. Yeah. When he gets a hold of them, it's OSI dry cleaning. Uh, and this is obviously like an old spy mm-hmm. trope. Yeah. Um, just calling is what, uh, what did it, you know, mm-hmm. I need a part for a, you know, 73 Hoover super vac. Yeah. Oh, let me Suck. connect you with the it's supplier. Good morning, agent yeah. Johnson. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, JJ gets a knock at his front door, which he accurately says, how does that happen on a secluded Island? And also I didn't know he had a front door. Uh, and we're introduced to, uh, to our two G men here, uh, Mr. Doe and Mr. Cardholder. Do we need to explain that mm-hmm. joke? Uh, th- these are the names that you get. Uh, yeah, we do. I don't yeah. There are lots of people who don't get credit cards. These are the, fa- uh, John Doe is the fake name that people give. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you don't know someone's name, you call him a John Doe. Yeah. And then cardholder is sometimes the last name that you'll get if you're getting like a credit card. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, a junk mail, you get like resident or occupant or cardholder. 
Uh, they're just yeah. trying to try trying to send stuff to you. Um, and, you know, yeah. Mr. Occupant or Mr. Resident would also have worked. <laughs> yes. Uh, but uh, but these are the guys. They talk like Joe Friday. Uh, and they're there. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's unclear what they want right now. Uh, but they do tranquilize the pirate captain, uh, kind of starting off uh, his subplot, uh, which mm-hmm. probably has uh, some problematic parts to it, but I think is really funny. Yeah, I, I love the the pirate captain getting addicted to tranquilizer darts. I think it's really fun. It's just it's it's a yeah. it's a realistic consequence of the uh, of this of the Scooby Doo lifestyle. I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, and as a man who would love to be tranquilized, yeah, yeah, uh, it, it's very resonant with me. Yeah, as somebody as... who seeks uh, tranquilization uh, mm-hmm. roughly ten hours after I wake up every day. Right. right. Um, yeah, it's a uh, it's something that I would like. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, so. you know people get addicted to tranquilizers all the time. It's just usually yeah. it's valuable that the doctors give you not uh not not yeah. a dart uh that goes in but of course the dart is uh is, is what he is uh he's exposed to um but these guys doe and cardholder they deny being part of the osi when jj uh asked them who they are but really yeah. them denying that they're part of the osi is just uh, a function of them being here to talk to talk about the guild because the osi yeah. does not officially recognize the guild uh they yeah. are uh, he's jj says you know i didn't bring up the guild he goes but i did Mm-hmm. you know um <laughs> yeah uh yeah. but uh they, they are they are with they are putatively with the uh with the osi there's going to be complications mm-hmm. of course there's going to be double crosses and stuff like that later on yes yeah um they say you know we stop by because you have a butterfly problem and we're amateur lepidopterist uh thus the uh title of the episode mm-hmm. and jj uh understandably says did you want to see my stamp collection mm-hmm. because only if we're a philatelist which we're <laughs> not uh which is the word for stamp collectors yeah, uh, those yeah. are big words that people use to seem smart yes yes uh, they do though both <laughs> of those things those are those are fake words mm-hmm. uh and stamp collector mm-hmm. not uh you know, appreciably different to say in yep. terms of difficulty. Mm-hmm. It's just a way to get people to say, wait, what was that word? Mm-hmm. You seem, whoa, hold <laughs> up. <laughs> wait a minute. You're what an iconoclast. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Yeah, I didn't realize you what were so, word you, you were so interesting. Hey, come back here. Come back here. What'd you say? Yeah. yeah come, come, come back here. Hey, I'm having a party. Do, <laughs> do, do, do you want to come? Uh, did, yeah. I mean, I just think it'd be cool if you, you stood in the middle of the room and said words that everybody didn't know. Yeah. Would that be I've, cool? Uh, you know? <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm a big fan of newsmismatics. Uh, oh, you mean coin yeah. collecting? Dick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, so, like, I, I've got to admit, I do like knowing these things, just like I like knowing, uh, like, the old, like, the old names for, uh, you know, you know like, the, the, the difference between a milliner and a haberdasher, right? Like, sure. that, that is interesting to me, or collective yeah. nouns. You don't say them, though. Right. <laughs> you just know them secretly it's a private yeah hobby. it's just like oh like that's interesting that's a that, that's a wikipedia page that i will that i will browse sometimes at night yeah it, it's one of those things where uh you, the goal in saying the word like to me i feel like the goal in saying a word when you're talking to another person mm-hmm. is for them to understand you i, I mean it should you be. know i yeah yeah like i i love language i love words um, I think it's fun to use specific words uh, when a general word would suffice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can get a lot of humor out of that. Yep. Um, at the same time, though, specifically throwing around philatelist, <laughs> you know, or philatelist, yep. uh, you know that, uh, you know, people aren't going to know what it is. You're not yeah. doing that to communicate. Right. So your motivations are extremely sus mm-hmm. uh, when people do that kind of thing. Yeah. 
So we're we're not criticizing Doe and Cardholder for doing it. It's just, you know, I think we're just, we're making up a guy and being mad at him, I guess. I'm not making up shit. Like, (laughs) I've met so many of this dude. (laughs) Like, this is, like, I had three of these guys in my creative writing classes and college, like, like multiple Does and Cardholders. It's a, yeah, it's it's a, it's, you know, it's a bad type of guy. Yeah, yeah. Who is extant. (laughs) Um, So the uh, 21, 24, and 1... Uh, arrive at the Ventronic hangar. 21, 24, uh, 21 and is, 1 is my favorite Chicago song. Twenty one is trying to pop his ear, and uh, number one says use the Valsava maneuver again, doing the thing. Uh huh. You know, because <laughs> that's a real thing, and that's the name of the maneuver. Uh-huh. But twenty one and twenty four correctly respond with like that thing has a name. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Oh man! Just but but for but for henchman one, you know, it's as natural for him to know the Valsalva maneuver as it is to know what a you know a, a dark S seven maneuver is, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. uh, and this is when they start laying on real thick. Like, yeah, you're you're not coming back. <laughs> like, you know, don't start reading any long books, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I so said like this is part of their game. You know, what they're doing is just trying to undermine his confidence. Really, you know, twenty four is like, let me tell you a story about a little henchman named Speedy. Uh, <laughs> He's gonna get his wings, little Speedy. <laughs> oh. Talk about Speedy in a while. Oh, poor, poor Speedy, <laughs> he got his wings in heaven. <laughs> yep. The uh... um, when pirate captain wakes up from the tranquilizer, uh, Sally tries to help him up, and he lashes out. Cause, cause he's, he's coming down. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, mom, you know, you're always judging me. Yeah. Uh, he turns into a teen. Yeah. yeah. So uh, get out. You you're know? always trying to bring me down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which like addiction, not funny. Some of the behaviors around addiction or coding that towards things that a person wouldn't, you know, like a, like a fantastic, a fantastical thing to be addicted to funny to me. So yeah. <laughs> this is agreed. This, this is funny. Uh, specifically yeah. because he falls into like that, that very, that, that very specific role, like immediately. Yes. Yeah. The speed is, is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, uh, Doe and Cardholder mentioned to JJ that the Monarch has killed his last five, uh, nemeses. So they're like, well, we, you know, we have to kill the Monarch at mm-hmm. this point. Like we're actually going to do this. We're going to risk, uh, the guild because it's just fair play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> like, uh, like when we, we figured out what to do, we hired an exterminator for you. And then, uh, Ned walks in with Brock, uh, the exterminator mm-hmm. they hired, uh, uh, they tried to tranquilize Ned because he startled them, but it doesn't pierce his skin. You know, mm-hmm. um, it was, uh, <laughs> it was a mistake to bring Brock in, uh, because Brock, uh, Brock is, uh, you know, uh, against their plan. Like, Hey, don't, don't kill the monarch. Uh, I'm, I missed to be here where the pirate captain rushes in and says, Hey, you know, Hey, I'm not supposed to oh, be yeah. here. Uh, <laughs> basically trying to su- suicide by cop is tranquilization. Like, yeah. I'm trying to get high balance. by cop. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like the flatliners did, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they got a lie from flatline. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, but, <laughs> But, but, you know, Brock basically just echoes what Dr. Mrs. The Monarch says, you know, like these guys like their system. It's naive of you to think that this is this is anything approaching appropriate to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're still going to go ahead with it, though, because J.J. does not want to deal with this. 
you know, and he says he's kind of getting into it a little bit because, mm-hmm. you know, as they point out in the book, JJ rejecting all of this gamesmanship is like rejecting his heritage. Yes. You know, he's Jonas Venture Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so he's like, we should do this in, in a big way like dad would have. Let me show you something uh, a little supervillain used to live here named Scaramangela had. And he reveals this late 60s ultra death ray um, <laughs> that comes up out of the skull. God. And uh, Brock is talking shop, which I love Brock talking shop. Oh, I mean, Brock just like immediately, like he like he walks up to it and caresses it like he would a classic car. Like, exactly oh like a man, car. a 67 right. vet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? A death ray. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just, just, just so Brock, Brock's enthusiasm, just like you just immediately like, oh, I gotta get behind the wheel of that bad boy. <laughs> I love enthusiastic Brock. Yeah. Um, so back at the cocoon, uh, Doctor Misses the Monarch is reading the Guild Bylaws and learning, uh, you know, this little loophole that is part of the plan. If a protagonist uses excessive force, which is over level eight aggression, uh, <laughs> then the antagonist survives. The antagonist is entitled to what's known as extended vengeance, which can include family members. Mm-hmm. Thus, Doctor Venture. Yeah. So they have this loophole that lets them actually attack the person that the monarch wants to attack. This seems like it's tabled because it kind of looks like you know, they they're they're going to make it look like they're uh, you know doing a direct attack back on uh, JJ, but that is a big uh, deception that they're running. Um, yes, that isn't revealed. That that I think very uh, unwisely isn't revealed until after the credits. <laughs> yeah, the, the this episode, the the Venture Brothers, let's just end it. Uh-huh. thing like it happens like in the middle of an action shot in this one mm-hmm. <laughs> like the credits literally pop up as something you know like right when they're in the middle of the plot yeah um it's really bizarre uh so yeah it is important information that should not have been post credits by any means uh so we cut to the henchmen uh they're doing a metal gear solid entrance they're swimming through some uh you know, some water tunnels beneath the uh beneath the island uh, and they surface for breath uh, in the wrong place. Henchman One's like, "Hey, you guys, you know, don't don't come up here. There's a there's a tunnel underwater that will lead right to the main room." And I love the reason why Twenty One and Twenty Four don't do it. <laughs> well, they're like, "Hold your breath. We don't know how long the tunnel is," yeah. which is horrible. Uh huh. Like like even even for their reasons aside, like uh-huh. yeah, fuck off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Twenty Four is like, "No way. I got creeped out when I did that in Tomb Raider." And it is creepy to do in Tomb Raider. It's creepy to do in Mario 64. It's creepy all the time. Sonic. Yeah. uh, Video game characters drowning. Is that a Twitter account yet? I've seen memes about it, but I haven't seen a dedicated like gimmick Twitter account about it. See, it's a good idea. Somebody Mm -hmm. out there listening. Yeah. Uh, And we know, I love the, the enrichment of having uh, done the book and the commentaries where we know that doc and Jackson love Tomb Raider. Mm -hmm. Like 21 even says like, Oh, and that, that, that super spooky animation she did just like writhing around like, uh, and like, no way. Fuck that. Yeah. The the underwater parts of Tomb Raider are like the, some of the scariest shit in in the PS one generation. Incredibly scary. Um, (laughs) You know, when henchman number one goes, well, I guess I'll go alone. And they're like, oh, you know, good idea. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is why you new guys always die. You know, you you don't know that you're in a genre. Mm -hmm. You can't see a cliche coming. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, you, you are way too into this. I love how they, they get out of it where he, when they're, he's going to go back in the water, the way they stop and it's like who peed in the pool mm-hmm. <laughs> or who peed in the water. And they both raise their hands, <laughs> you know? which like, if you're in that kind of water, you have to imagine there's lots of pee in there anyway. Yeah. But just looking eye to eye with the person who just peed in it would stop me from getting into a body of water, no matter how big it was. Yeah. The, the, yeah. I wouldn't the, step into the ocean if you were just like, I just peed in that and then pointed to the entire Pacific ocean. <laughs> I wouldn't get in any part of the Pacific ocean. Yeah. <laughs> you've been a mile down shore. The anonymity versus the uh, propriety, let's say, uh, yes. is uh, that, that, that that is a powerful fiction that we create. <laughs> if if I'm gonna swim and pee, I don't want to know the provenance. Yep, yeah, of the pee. Like it can't be somebody I know. Right, right. Even though, as somebody who's been in pools, I've 100 swam through pee of people I've known. Yeah, there's literally no way. Mm-hmm. Like you and I have swum through so much in your end. Oh, I'm um, at 100. No, I, I, yeah. I like water parks, dude. <laughs> yeah and that's just like that's just everybody plays this club cranium <laughs> like just like it's all kinds of pee yeah kid pee i'm no big pee little pee i'm pulling this joke from bob's burgers but it's like hey that wave pool you know that's wavy gravy baby <laughs> like, <laughs> it's 80 percent diarrhea dude <laughs> <laughs> it gets it's no good man yeah the uh but I, I really relate to, to henchman number one being like, well, I'm not getting back in there now. <laughs> oh, man. And also 21 saying, dude, you're way too into this. Like, yeah. you know, when, when it's them who are like saying to him, like, you like, you need to be part of this game or you need to like be, be part of our like fan like understanding of this. There's just a fun, yeah. you know, like irony to that. Watch some movies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they take the long way up there. And uh, they find out that's a museum. Uh, this was a fun note in the commentary how this was a note that uh, Doc got late mm-hmm. in the writing. Like, oh, it's a museum now. And he didn't know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they, and they, they say, like, it's amazing how often we don't talk to each other mm-hmm. while writing this cartoon. Henchman <laughs> um, number one is trying to con- uh, do the Dark S7 maneuver, ask if they have an extra electro patch. And Dr. Or, uh, 21 and 24 both say they don't have them because they don't wear the utility packs because they're dorky. Yeah, like fanny uh, packs. They're like fanny packs. <laughs> Which, yeah, it, it is unflattering to the line of the body. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, regardless, uh, Henchman 1 finishes messing with uh, the electrical panel uh, as 21 and 24 are just, ju- just trying to psych him out, talking about the ways that he's going to die and like, oh, you know. And and now you're electrocuted. Now a snake comes out and bites you in the eye. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) They get to him. They get under his skin. Um, You know, he finishes it. And he's like, there, now you know what a dark S7 maneuver is. And they they didn't see what he did. Mm -hmm. You know, one did all of it himself. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Uh, But but he calls the monarch um, and says, like, hey, it's wired in. Activate the Capricorn device. Uh, We'll talk about the Capricorn. How cool the capricorn device is that that name is uh later when the big reveal is done mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um so the uh the cocoon is zooming towards the island and jj is like finally into it mm-hmm. you know he's, he's like i, I kind of see the appeal of this stuff now uh brock is like you know do you, you're gonna fire the gun this thing's gonna have a kick <laughs> i got death ray experience uh <laughs> and uh, he's you know of course he's gonna do it yeah um yeah. The uh, back in the museum, henchman number one stops and says the floor is tripwired and 2124 to say we can walk through this and not die. Mm-hmm. Like we will not get hit. As soon as you walk on this, you're going to get caught. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
before they do, you know, 21, 24, explain like, hey, we've been on a thousand missions, you know, and nothing, you know, like bad stuff has happened, but we've always come back, you know, like Brock, Brock ran his car into my kidney. Um, yeah. you know, and, and then they kind of, they, they kind of trick him. They, they, they bait him and say, Hey, what's your name, dude? He says, Oh, that's Scott Hall. They're like, no, you don't say your name. You never say your name. Well, you just they make say, your... they, they, worse than that. They say like, I bet you don't even have a name. You just keep mm. calling yourself number one. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what these guys do as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, we know henchman, uh, 21's name. Yep. Uh, you know, and so yeah, that's where he reveals it's Scott Hall <laughs> and they're like, no way. You know, <laughs> it gives us pathos. You, you just made and your inevitable like, oh, death no. more pathetic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and of course they, you know, they, again, they walk into the tripwire thing. Nothing happens. As soon as one walks into it, the alarm goes off. <laughs> um, Dylan Cardholder raised the alert. Um, I love this little bit too, where Brock is like, you know, JJ, there's an intruder in the museum. And at first he goes, uh, the, the Zapruder films in the museum. Mm-hmm. He goes, no, no, there's a museum in the, or intruder in the museum. And he says, that's impossible. We're closed on weekends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think that's really cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is like again secluded island how can you be closed on weekends yeah. who's yeah, gonna be wa- who, who's who's gonna be walking up without looking at the website dude who understand <laughs> any of this <laughs> uh, you know so uh henchman number one brock's gonna run down and, and take care of it henchman number one uses a grappling hook to get to this upper walkway and 21 and 24 are hiding uh behind a Cato and on auto aquarius like uh model like they're standing like they are dummies yeah yeah. You know, uh, just absolutely. And they, they, they love it. They're just like, man, I've always wanted to do that. I can't believe one <laughs> missed out on that. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, it's a shame because yeah, they see Brock going after one. Like, well, getting killed by Brock is a glorious way to go. Yeah. <laughs> like in all of the henchmen deaths that there could be, you, you, you know, you want to uh, be taken out by the best. Right. You want a good death. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, they stumble upon the pirate captain who is sitting in a desert island exhibit. Uh, and he's like, you guys are henchmen, right? That means you guys have dark guns. Dart me in the neck. I'm going to get clean, but I just need one more. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like, you know, this is gross. This is creepy. And he's like, uh, you know, but they'll do it. Mm-hmm. And they dart him. And he says, it's like being sucked off like an angel. <laughs> sucked mm-hmm. off, not like an angel. By sucked an off angel. by an angel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which would probably feel pretty good. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Angel, especially one of those biblical angels. <laughs> so, so many mouths <laughs> on those things. <laughs> yeah. You got to find the mouth. It's part of the game. <laughs> you got to get this new book by Roosh V that tells you how to find the mouth on a biblical angel. <laughs> no. <laughs> like practice your game. <laughs> and there's just a picture of a winged eyeball. Like. <laughs> no, no wonder he was, he had his travel visa to heaven revoked. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so this starts this intercut, uh, kind of action sequence, uh, really rushing to kind of a false conclusion here. Uh, we have henchman one, uh, you know, get, getting caught up, uh, you know, Brock catches up to him, uh, and henchman one throws a, uh, uh, th- throws a bolo, uh, at him. Brock catches this instead of being trapped and throws the bolo back at henchman one, uh, strangling him. And then he commences to pummel him. Yeah. Just pounds him in the face over and over. Yeah. Um, the cocoon speeds uh, into range of the island. JJ fires the death ray and seemingly blows up the cocoon. And that's where credits happen in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You, you wait a minute for the rest of the plot because credits. It's real mm-hmm. weird pacing. And then we get our post credit scene, which has all the important information. Yeah. With the 21 and 24 are sitting on the stock, moping about, well, you know, the cocoon blew up. I guess we're retired again. 
you know. Uh, but then they get a call from the monarch, you know, saying, hey, pick up at point alpha seven. Uh, you guys did it. Mm-hmm. And monarch is really frustrated because you know, they're, they're they're surprised. Uh, like, hey, uh, you know, like how are, how are you alive? Oh, so you didn't know what a dark dark S seven maneuver was? I can't believe you're my best men. Uh, what happened yeah, to Henchman One? Like, can I talk to uh, can I talk to a uh, an actual competent person? No, uh, Henchman One, uh, death de- death by death Samson by Brock Samson. Yeah. <laughs> Which becomes a a cause of death that is frequently cited later on. Uh, but then we learn, you know, what the Dark S7 maneuver is as the monarch explains it. Uh, and I, I love this. This, this is really mm-hmm. good. <laughs> yeah, it's super clever. It's just it's weird that it happens in the last 45 seconds of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, they patched in uh, the surveillance system so they could change um, what JJ was seeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened was JJ fired his cannon into a cloud, you know, and he was being shown, uh, this little fake set. Yeah. Um, you know, that is why the monarch loosened his throne is so he could use this to, to kind of fake this, uh, video call. And they use this little, uh, model that this model of the cocoon swinging from a wire and on fire. So he just thinks he destroyed the cocoon. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they show him the fake, uh, the fake surveillance feed, like in the movie speed. Um, yes. <laughs> um, and the, you know, what, uh, the henchman wired in is called the Capricorn device. I didn't, I didn't know this until I read about it, but that is a reference to the film Capricorn one, which is like from the seventies. And it's about the government faking a Mars landing, mm. you know, uh, in order for like space race reasons. So yeah, Capricorn yeah, like they did with the moon landing. Yeah, of course. Uh, indisputably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, real, real clever. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea is, you know, it seems like they're dead. Uh, so now the monarch can uh, raid the Venture compound at dawn. Yes, um, is the idea, and that's going to lead us, you know, towards the the good but messy finale of season three. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have one more incredibly lore heavy episode. Yes, before that happens, and uh, tw- the episode actually ends with twenty one twenty four twenty one being like, "Dude, tell me you know where Point Alpha Seven is." Yeah, because uh, yeah. otherwise they're trapped. Yes, they're they're just here on this uh, on this jetty, <laughs> unable to get anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I like this episode yeah. a lot, Gary. <laughs> it's good. It's yeah. really good. It's the good mix of uh, plot advancement and funny. It's oh. it's good character advancement as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it's a, yeah, I like this one quite a bit. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't top museum for me. Mm-hmm. It's not like at the top of my season for me, but it is a, it is a good one. Yeah. It's definitely um, top, top third for sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really, really fun stuff. And, uh, you know, it, it's, I'm really excited to get into season four. Yep. Um, soon I think season four is my favorite season mm-hmm. of, uh, of the Venture Brothers. And uh, that's going to be a blast. Yes. To talk about. And I like the stuff that's setting up yeah. for that. Um, yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate you mm-hmm. for doing so. We do. Uh, if you would like to get episodes a week early and support your boys, you can go to patreon.com slash duckvtv. That is the Patreon for the whole podcast network. Uh, you can mm-hmm. kick, kick us a few bucks a month and get access to all kinds of stuff that early feeds some bonus shows. Uh, it's uh that we think it's all good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, ratings, reviews, those are very welcome. Telling your friends, if you have Venture Brothers friends, mm-hmm. please tell them about the show. Bench friends. Um, yeah. Ven- if you have Benjamin, if you have friend, ven- friends, Frenchmen, if you know a Frenchman, <laughs> uh, tell them about the show. <laughs> yeah. 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 And uh, until next time, go Go Team Venture. Venture!